Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. and happy Sunday. We've got a great show for you. Andy Biggs, congressman from Arizona, key player. He is close to a deal with Democrats. Get a load of this. One of the most conservative members in Congress closing in on a deal with Democrats to reform the FISA law that got so badly abused during the Russian collusion case that I wrote about for so many years. Congressman Biggs is going to kick us off tonight. In the second part of the show, we've got the great pollster, Scott Rasmussen. He's going to give you some surprising new numbers about what Americans think about Joe Biden, the country, and the 2024 election. That's always a fun conversation. Scott is one of the great polling minds and actually, quite frankly, polling political strategy minds in all of America. In the third block, we're going to bring in Tim Parlatori, former lawyer for Donald Trump, current lawyer for former NYPD Commissioner Bernie Carrick, two people involved in the January 6th cases. Bud Cummins is going to make a big prediction about what happens to that Georgia case and also what happens to Jack Smith's January 6th case. You're not going to want to miss that. Tim is a really accomplished lawyer. He wins at almost everything he does. I'd love to have you hear his assessment. He's got some interesting ideas of where the defense lawyers are going to go and where prosecutors and judges may end up as well. That's a good one. And then after that, we're going to go back down to Arkansas. Second day in a row, we went down there from Mike Huckabee yesterday. Today, the former U.S. attorney from Little Rock, Bud Cummins, one of the great legal minds and one of the great prosecutorial minds. He's going to give us an update on FBI misconduct, particularly in the Keith Ranieri case. He's going to weigh in on the new indictments in Georgia, January 6th, and the current problems with the, well, weaponization in unequal justice system that so many Americans believe is unfolding in, in not only Washington now, but in cities all across this country. Bud Cummins will take us there. And then we'll finish up down in Georgia. No, the devil didn't go down to Georgia, but a big criminal case went down in Georgia. And the Republican Party chairman, Josh McCoon, is going to join us from Georgia. He's the Georgia State Republican Party chair. Josh McCoon is determined to defend everyone whose name is besmirched or charged in the Georgia Fonnie Willis case. He's going to tell us how he's doing that, and we'll have that as the wrap-up for today's really great show. I'm really excited about it. Also, folks, if you want to go get John Rich's 
new song, I'm Offended. Go download it. Go run up the totals. Get them to number one again. Remember to do that. All right. When we come back, we're going to have Congressman Andy Biggs to kick us off. FISA reform on the horizon. It's actually going to be a meaningful one, it looks like. Congressman Biggs will bring us up to speed right after these messages. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash Just News. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Welcome back, America. We're going to pick right up where we left off, and we have the perfect next guest to do that. He is a fighter for the truth, government accountability, and freedom, representing the great people of Arizona in the halls of Congress. He's a member of the important House Oversight and Judiciary Committees. He's Congressman Andy Biggs, and he joins us now. Congressman, thank you for being here tonight, sir. Thanks, Amanda. Good to be with you. Hello, John. Hello. Sir, they say that practice makes perfect up until about this time last night. Uh, Democrat prosecutors had three chances to perfect their methods to get Trump. So with the fourth one, did they achieve that? Did they get Trump? Well, yeah, it's been a never ending stream, hasn't it? Uh, Just dribbling down and each one more fantastic or more crazy than the last one. And I have to tell you, for me, the most crazy one that we've seen is this one out of Fulton County, Georgia. It, it, I looked at it and I said, this is an attack on freedom. It's an attack on, on the rule of law. It's an attack on the very notion of why you have grand juries. This is, this, this is when they say you can indict a ham sandwich, this is the kind of thing that you would expect to see. 
It's, it's just uh, absolutely ludicrous. And, um, and quite frankly, at some point, it should have been thrown out. Um, and if it doesn't get thrown out somewhere along the way, I do believe that this, this county attorney should be challenged for her ethical violations of, of, uh, in her professional conduct. I think there's problems with it. Yeah, I want to ask you about someone that was instrumental alongside of you in creating the House Freedom Caucus. Mark Meadows, right there from the beginning of the caucus, also indicted uh, some unusual crimes like scheduling a meeting, making a phone yeah. call. Um, I know a lot of people who know Mark well are, are, are really uh, angry to see what happened. I want to get your reaction to his inclusion in this. Yeah, I'm really, I'm very, very upset at, at all of these. I, I think the whole indictment's a mess, right. but certainly to indict these 18 additional people, uh, every, like you say, somebody scheduled a room, so they get they get an indict they get indicted for a conspiracy. Mark Meadows makes a phone call asking somebody to give him a phone number. He gets indicted for a conspiracy. The, these types of things, and then, and then they throw it into RICO statutes. So they so they want to claim that they they profited somehow uh, from this this conduct. That's about as nutty as you can get. It, the, the tenuous legal foundation it, it, that they're standing on is so wobbly. It could go over at any time. But, you know, Mark is one of the best guys I know, a terrific guy. And uh, I'm just telling you, when you start fishing around like this, you, you, you open the door up, uh, the, a Pandora's box, that I'm not sure that you can put it, put uh, put the python back in. I, I just I'm mixing metaphors here, but I'm not sure you get the genie back in the bottle because yeah. it, it, until you hold those people accountable for abusing the system, you never get back to equilibrium. And that's why I, I've been so frustrated with so many of my colleagues. I continue to call on my colleagues and say, look, we're going to have to hold these people accountable, whether it's uh, Jack Smith or uh, you know, even though this is a state crime. There's got to be ways that, that we can look at it and say, uh, no, no moss for you. You're, you we're going to have to withhold some funding for you um, if you get federal funding until you straighten this out. I mean, it is it is absolutely a weaponization of the justice system at now now at the state level. Um, we've seen it at the federal level, but but uh, this certainly goes over the top at the state level, too. Well, and Congressman, I, I look at the, the three localities where, where this is taking place, D.C., Atlanta, and New York, and you think about the man hours required to produce these indictments to investigate and, and, and just, you know, bookkeeping. It's a lot of time and a lot of taxpayer money. And I have to think that the people of these cities, you know, they, they witness uh, mob robberies and rape and muggings and, and all of these crimes on these streets. And I have to think for even the staunchest Democrat, for the vote blue no matter who, they see this happening on their streets and they see the priorities that just aren't in place. Amanda, that's a great point. And it is the, the word you used is right. Priorities. Their priority is not the safety and welfare of their constituency, who are their fellow uh, members of their community and, and citizens of the United States. Their priority, quite frankly, is their obsession with Donald J. Trump. That's where they where they are so messed up. They continue to attack President Trump, as if as if he as if he, as if his movement, the move, America First movement, the the regeneration of a populist conservative movement, goes away if if they get Donald Trump. In fact, I think it does the opposite. I think their their ridiculous attacks on him actually uh, strengthens the movement. And if if we can get some of our members of Congress off the dime, 
we can begin t- uh, holding people accountable. And that's that's what's going to have to happen. But you're right. The failure of these local authorities uh, to adjust their priorities indicates all you need to know about an authoritarian leftist re- uh, regime, which is what the Biden regime is. You know, it's funny where this weaponization that we're experiencing with President Trump goes back to the earlier uh, Russia collusion that you've made such an important contribution to. You really helped us unravel that over the years. Uh, There's one big left checkbox left, and that is FISA reform. I'm hearing a lot of, in my reporting, a lot of talk that you are working across the aisle to get the sort of FISA reform that could really give Americans more confidence in that court. Uh, Can you bring us up to speed in what appetite Democrats may have to join the Freedom Caucus of all places to get this done. Yeah, who would have thunk it, right? Yeah. So uh, you, you got you got Section 702, which is what has been abused literally hundreds of thousands, literally millions of times by the FBI as they wrongfully look into uh, the private communications of Americans. Um, and so that is up for renewal at the end of this year. And so a, a group of us have been tasked by uh, leadership in the House to to try to come up with something. My my own first druthers, which I don't have the, the votes to do, would be to uh, let it expire and then start dismantling the entire FISA uh, uh, pro- uh, program. And the reason is I don't think it's constitutional. So it, we can't get the votes for that. So what can, can we get the votes for? How about requiring warrants? Uh, how about um, p- punishing uh, uh, FBI uh, officials who knowingly or intentionally or even recklessly uh, surveil U.S. Uh, private data sources. So we, where we're getting bipartisan agreement is that so many of my colleagues across the aisle agree with me on the position. And so I think we have a substantial likelihood of success in the House. I think the Senate, once we do, it'll be bipartisan uh, work. And I think the Senate will join us uh, and then I think President Biden will probably sign it because it will be overwhelmingly bipartisan and, uh, th- and bicameral. So I'm, I'm hopeful. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Scott Rasmussen, one of the greatest political minds in all of America, great pollster. He's going to give us some idea of how bad Joe Biden's ratings are, what's wrong, what's the disconnect, and also what the Republican field looks like ahead of next week's Milwaukee debate. We'll have Scott right after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. 
Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Scott Rasmussen is the president of RMG Research, and he has his finger on the pulse of the 2024 elections and so much more. Uh, we welcome him to the show right now. Scott, great to have you back on. John, always great to be with you. And, you know, I have great memories of Maui, and it just breaks my heart to see what's going on there. Uh, but, you know, your comment about is this going to be a Katrina moment? Something funny is happening in the polling data. Uh, we just released our latest numbers from the weekend poll, Joe Biden's job approval down to 37 percent. This is the second time in three polls over a couple of weeks that he's been below the 40 percent mark. And what's unusual about that is most of the time when people are feeling a little better about the economy, and that's what's happening right now, the president's job approval goes up. Uh, it's not working for President Biden. It may be some of the ethical issues that have been raised. It may be something with this. Um, and as always, we want to see if it really is a lasting trend. But it's a little bit of a surprise early in August to see these numbers. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating to watch it. Do you think people look at this and say, God, he was on the beach during one of the worst tragedy, fire tragedies in American history. Shouldn't he have come back to work or something? How do people look at a president when they're not fully or they give the appearance they're not fully engaged on a terrible crisis like this one? Well, you know, and again, I think it's really important, John, to say people aren't sitting down and analyzing uh, these things uh, right yeah. now on something like the upcoming Republican presidential debate. Only about one out of seven people is even hearing much or paying much attention to Fascinating. it. Uh, so when they, when you talk about the president's involvement, I think it's the imagery picture of him sitting on the beach. Picture, and then you see the next picture. Uh, you add to that the sense people don't really know about the whistleblowers and all that's going on. But there's this sense that something is happening. And yes, I think there's a cumulative effect. And ultimately, it does come down to those images. A couple of years ago, the images of the botched uh, evacuation from Afghanistan began. It caused the president's job approval ratings to break. And we may be seeing another moment like that now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think so, so much of the corruption that's being alleged corruption is being revealed by House oversight is definitely having an effect on on Biden's numbers. But I wanted to ask you about President Trump's numbers, because uh, we we consistently see that his approval rating goes up uh, every time one of these indictments comes down. But a lot of people argue that that is just with the Republican base, that going into the primary for a general election, that it would have an effect in the other direction. Does that does that comport with what you poll? You know, back in the 90s, when Bill Clinton got impeached, his job approval ratings went up, too. There is very much a rally around the flag type of impact. 
Uh, it's a little bit of uh, like the family fights. Uh, I can say that about my brother, but you can't. So there is some of that going on. Uh, what would happen in a general election? We have no idea. What will happen even in the primaries? Right now, all the polling, including ours, shows President Trump with a very significant lead. Uh, but his lead is smaller in the states of Iowa and New Hampshire. What happens there will have a big impact on the process and again, it's too early to tell. I hate to say that you shouldn't pay too much attention to the polls ever. That's just not something I like to talk about. <laughs> but at this point in a presidential primary process, you really shouldn't be paying that much attention to the yeah. polls about That's who's up and down in the horse race. A good advice, even if it's against self-interest, it's good advice. <laughs> That's <laughs> like us saying, don't listen to media people. Yeah, that's another one you might want to say, yeah. Um, I want but, to ask know, a little bit. Amanda, I did want to say on that question about the president's ethics, just a couple of months ago, 52% of people said that Joe Biden, uh, voters said that Joe Biden was at least as ethical as most politicians. That has fallen six points in the last couple of months. So there is a shift going on. Wow, that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It seems like these stories are starting to seep through. Uh, I want to ask about uh, the, our justice system. Uh, obviously, if you watch, turn on Fox News, you hear there's a dual system of justice 55 times a day. There's plenty of things, I think, to back that up now. Uh, uh, when you see something like today, where a grand jury indictment's put out or the charges are put out before the grand jury's even voted, uh, you had a grand juror, uh, forewoman, who bragged about what was on in the grand jury last year. It's supposed to be secret. Uh, all of these cumulative things, is are people beyond just Fox News viewers now beginning to wonder about the fairness of our judicial system? Um, yes and no. Uh, a lot of people, a majority of voters say, yeah, there is a double sense, a, a two-tier system of justice. They think, even people who think the president is guilty or perhaps behaved poorly, a fair number are saying, but still something is going on here that's not quite right. But you you got to keep it in perspective. I mean, a majority of voters still have a favorable opinion of the FBI and the Department of Justice. There's there's not a complete collapse. What there is is a general skepticism, and the skepticism then gets layered with partisanship. So Democrats in the current environment would never say there's a two tier system of justice. However, if you got into a civil rights debate about some other issue, they certainly would argue that. And probably many Republicans would say, oh, you're making this up. So for better or worse, we live in a world where if I tell Republicans that Democrats think the sky is blue, Republicans are going to disagree. Yep. And the reverse is true. If Democrats think Republicans believe water is wet, they're going to say, no, it isn't. Um, and that shines <laughs> through in all the polling data on the justice system, except there's a perhaps a growing sense of, of discomfort all around. Yeah. Tribal tribal politics breed yeah. tribal opinions, I think, long term. Yes, yes, yeah. very much. Speaking of opinions being on opposite sides, although this time not between Republicans and Democrats, but elected leaders versus the citizenry, you put out some interesting numbers that 33% of Americans believe that both J6 and the BLM riots were marred by violence. But then you broke it down further. Can you tell us about that and what you think it means? Sure. 26% uh, of voters tell us that well, there was violence in the BLM protests, but not the January 6th events. 25%, virtually the same, say the reverse is true. No, there was violence on January 6th, but not in the uh, BLM protest. What this means is, again, we're seeing that sense of the tribal politics. Democrats overwhelmingly believe there was violence on January 6th. 
Republicans overwhelmingly believe the BLM uh, protests were marred by violence. Only a small number of people in each tribe were willing to cross over and say, yeah, you know, there was someone uh, on the team that, on the event that we're concerned about as well. So this is a, one of those instances where there's a lot of distrust in the system. Most of the media coverage focuses on one part of it and ignores the rest of the country, ignores the fact that there is another perspective out there. Uh, and that, by the way, is the reason a song like uh, Rich Men North of Richmond can go viral. He's tapping into something mm-hmm. that people want to be ha- to want to have heard. Yeah, that's a great point. Really is. Scott, you've done some great polling on education. I think people are waking up post pandemic to the incredible lack of performance of our students are not prepared to enter the real world. Parents rights, uh, school choice vouchers. Tell us what you found. We've got about a minute left. People think parents should have more say in their children's education. They think they should have more choice about what's being done, uh, about where to send their children. They're not really hung up on the details. There's just a a common sense reaction that parents should be the ones who have primary responsibility. In fact, nationwide, three out of four voters believe that, you know, really there should be a, a rule saying parents have that primary responsibility and governments should generally defer to it. Having said that, people also think highly of teachers. Uh, They don't want, they're not angry at the teachers, but they want to make sure that the teachers are listening to the parents and that the parents have that choice of what school and what topics are being taught. Uh, It's a complex field, but the most stunning number of all, 40% of parents with kids in public schools say they're considering other options. Oh, we got two good lawyers back-to-back coming up. Tim Parlatori joins us next. Former Trump lawyer, former Bernie Carrick lawyer. He is going to tell us all of the things that defense lawyers have been talking about behind the scenes to challenge all these four indictments and 91 charges that Donald Trump is facing around the country. Tim Parlatori, he wins cases. He's a big winner. We'll have him right after these messages. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back, America. Over the years, I've been blessed to work with a lot of great attorneys on stories that really matter to the American public. Our next guest is right in the middle of that. He's an expert on so many things. And last night, he was predicting something. And just hours later, it became true. Joining us right now, former Trump attorney and current lawyer for uh, NYPD Commissioner, uh, former NYPD Commissioner Bernie Kerr, Tim Parlatori is joining us now. Tim, great to have you back on the show. Well, thank you. 
I was watching you last night on national television, smiling, because I, I heard you say something that I had a funny feeling might become a part of this. And lo and behold, just a few short hours later, Mark Meadows goes to court and does exactly what you predicted would happen, which is if you were a former federal official, you have the right to ask that a state court criminal prosecution be upgraded to the federal court. Uh, tell us what's going on here. Do you think Mark Meadows will prevail? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is something that, you know, Donald Trump's team tried in New York with the Alvin Bragg case. And while it didn't work there, which, quite honestly, based on the facts, makes sense, the decision they got from Judge Hellerstein perfectly laid the groundwork for this because it really went into all the details of all the different factors. And so I think that it's going to be you know, almost impossible to avoid removal. Removal is important because when you have a federal official that is being charged by a state uh, in violation of state law, that's something that you want to have removed to federal court so that the federal judge can decide, you know, do the federal authorities have, you know, some type of um, ability to do this? You know, oftentimes you see this where the state tries to charge, you know, federal agents, things like that. Where it's going to be important here, though, is two things. One, it's going to significantly expand the jury pool, so you're not just going to have uh, Fulton County jurors. But more importantly, when they go on to the next round where they're going to be fighting about you know, the sufficiency of this indictment, right. I've read it. And the RICO count is completely legally incompetent, in my opinion. And I think it's important to get that in front of a federal judge so that they can apply you know, the standards set by the Supreme Court on these types of RICO cases, even though it's a state statute as opposed to the federal statute. You know, one of the things that really jumped out at me is something they call continuity, Yep. where the enterprise has to have some continuous purpose as opposed to just being an isolated incident. And here it is an isolated incident because all centers around the election. And so it's the type of thing that in federal court, RICO gets dismissed. Wow. Goodness. Um, Tim, I wanted to ask you about what took place yesterday before the official, official, seriously, we mean it, official indictment came out. Uh, when it was posted online, I know that, that Fannie Willis called it fictitious, but then the exact same thing was posted to the docket. Um, a lot of people have talked about how this is, you know, a gong show, a circus, kangaroo court, whatever, whatever you think it is, or whatever terminology you, you want to use. Does it seem like this is is kind of a clown show considering that? You know, to me, you know, people that want to think that there's some kind of conspiracy behind that. You know, I don't re- really buy that. I think it's emblematic of the larger sloppiness that this entire case has been brought in. Because you have where they put it online before the indictment is voted out. You read the indictment. It's riddled with you know typos. If you read the pattern acts, it goes from Act One to Act Two to Act Two to Act Four. Yeah, it's it's clearly something that was rushed. They didn't do it carefully, and as as much as they are not careful with you know the simple administrative aspects of it, to a lawyer like me that's tried RICO cases before, it is really emblematic of you know they were careless with the law. They were careless with the entire structure of this thing. Yeah, it's really pretty amazing when you read it a day later with clear eyes, what you see. Got about a minute left here, Tim. I want to ask about uh, this. Uh, Endemic to this effort, and quite frankly, a lot of things that are going on right now, is an effort to criminalize political speech, criminalize Mm -hmm. political differences. 
Is there a tipping point where Americans say we've had enough of this? All right, four indictments, 100 charges, five, 600 years for your political point in jail. It's just a little over the top. Do you think Americans are beginning to absorb the larger uh, intentions of what Democrats in these cities have been trying to do? You know, I think so, because you ultimately have, you know, people that take more liberties with these things and it's more abuse, more abuse. The Jack Smith indictment, I don't think personally really implicates that much in the way of First Amendment. But then when you read this and you see the very first pattern act is that he gave a speech where he claimed victory. Right. I mean, and, and you go through this thing and. If you didn't think there was a First Amendment issue, it's like Fannie Willis just went in and said, OK, let's create a First Amendment issue. Yeah. It's crazy. So this type of next level abuse, I think, is what it is you know, going to take for people to say, OK, enough. All right, folks, after the commercial break, Bud Cummins, former U.S. attorney in Arkansas, one of the great prosecutorial minds and also a very honest broker about what's right and wrong in the Justice Department and the FBI. He joins us next. Hopefully, he'll give us an update on the Keith Raniere case where there's some pretty significant evidence of FBI misconduct. Yeah, the guy's a bad guy. Maybe the defendant's not a lovable guy, but we shouldn't have to cheat to convict people who have committed crimes, particularly serious ones. So Bud Cummins is going to bring us all up to speed on that right after these messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, everybody. These days, it may seem like a really good idea for someone to start a website that tracks key politicians and their family members, Hunter <clears throat> Biden, uh, moving through our judicial system. After all, the Democrats continue to target Trump, as we've discussed at length, and special counsel Robert Herr who was appointed to investigate Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents, is working with the president's attorneys to get an interview with him. How nice. And now Hunter Biden's top defense attorney, Chris Clark, who helped negotiate the since withdrawn sweetheart plea agreement, has asked to be recused over concerns that he will be called as a witness in the first son's federal tax case. So. Joining us by phone tonight to give his reaction to the latest Trump indictment and break down the very latest is former U.S. Attorney Bud Cummins. Bud, it's great to have you back on the show. Great timing. We appreciate you being here, sir. Well, I'm sorry I'm only here by phone, but uh, thank you for having me. Hey, hey, we'll take it by phone. We'll take it any way we can get it, even if it's by a carrier pigeon. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, we've had about 24 hours for this to marinate. Uh, one common denominator between all of the 19 individuals were RICO charges. And I want to talk about those other 18 in a moment. But just talking about the indictments, 13, I think 13 charges against President Trump. As far as strength of case, where do you land on it? Uh, you know, it's almost an insult to have to go through this 
indictment uh, and and try to pick it apart. It, it it's it's um, that you know the predicate acts that they list are all legal, and that's a problem for a RICO conspiracy. You're supposed to list illegal acts, but they're they're patently patently legal. They're they're exer- they're exercising their First Amendment right. So. Uh, to me, this entire indictment is a farce. But there's, you, you mentioned some things. Some of the uh, overt acts are like renting a room uh, and making a phone call. Uh, it is pretty remarkable. Uh, Mark Meadows has moved tonight, according to the headlines, uh, to move this out of uh, Fulton County and to uh, move it into federal court. Tell us uh, the, the legal precedent that allows for that request and whether you think that could potentially be awarded here. And if it gets in federal court, does it get a different type of scrutiny? Well, I'm not a, probably enough of a scholar to analyze that. It, these are these are federal issues. Uh, it's being charged in a RICO, and they do have a, a state RICO statute that's actually more broadly interpreted than the federal statute. So I honestly don't know what the, what the argument for moving to federal court is. I think Fulton County uh, is not a fair venue for for this case, obviously, and. Uh, you know, it remains to be seen whether the judge does something with these charges. Uh, you know, the judge really should dismiss these charges, but we'll see how fair the judge is in Fulton County. Yeah, yeah very important. But Ful- what are your Fulton thoughts County the created this problem. They elected this prosecutor, and I think Fulton <laughs> County needs to be held accountable for that. And frankly, you know, we've seen Target, we've seen Bud Light. I think that companies that are headquartered in Fulton County um, may need to feel the wrath of the American populace that that thinks that this kind of behavior is unacceptable. Uh, yeah. it's, it's really wrong. Yeah, Fulton County has a lot of problems, not the least of which is their rampant crime and, of course, this district attorney. But I wanted to ask you about the timeline because, you know, we obviously have a presidential election next November. I think it's the D.C. case. Jack Smith is, is hoping for a January 2nd commencement date, which is very conveniently just a few weeks before uh, the Iowa caucus. But especially with respect to, to this case in Georgia and the documents case, I think they're pretty complicated cases. Have you ever heard of, of, of cases like this that are this expansive moving that fast through the system? No. And, and uh, you know, cases that go to trial in federal court, uh, typically it's two years, it's three years, and almost never will a, court, a judge force a defendant to go to trial if they are not ready in a complex case. Here, obviously, the defendant's being indicted across the eastern seaboard and is trying to run for president at the same time. So it would be outrageous for a judge to hold Donald Trump's feet to the fire for an early trial day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's another thing that I think is starting to become clear. Uh, All these cases have their origins three, four years ago, uh, and yet uh, all of them are piling up now. Uh, If the current schedule of cases kept up, President Trump has five trials, two civil, three criminal already scheduled. And I'm sorry, uh, three civil, two criminal and two more than which the prosecutors make clear they want to get it done. It's not possible to do seven trials of this nature in one year. Why are they all piling up in 2024? I think I know the answer, but I want to ask an expert. Well, uh, you know, there's an election coming up. I don't know if you knew that. (laughs) I think uh, I saw that. Obviously, there's time to round that. But the. These are made up indictments. We have given the authority, and I mean, it's an awesome authority 
of, of bringing uh, criminal charges to people who are absolutely not deserving of that authority. And, and they are, they're making a mockery out of the system. And really, the, the, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but the fate of our country hangs in the balance because if we get to the point where nobody trusts the criminal justice system, and I'm afraid we may be there, then bad things happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think we are already there. And I think that for most Americans, they look at this with President Trump versus, you know, Hunter Biden and that sweetheart plea deal that almost was to be. And, and they can't help but see the dichotomy between those two cases. So I also wanted to ask you, I, I teased this in the opening about Chris uh, Clark, the lead attorney for Hunter Biden, asking to be uh, recused because he thinks he's going to be, be called to be a witness in the tax evasion case. Now, this was not the attorney who was caught ripping a water bong on his balcony in Malibu a few months ago. But I heard, you know, I, I obviously saw these headlines. We all did this morning that he was asking to be excused. Do you think that's the real reason that he's worried about about call, being called to testify? You know, I don't want to suggest that he's not being honest with the court, but, uh, you know, something pretty mysterious has gone on in that room between Hunter Biden and his attorneys. That whole plea, uh, the, the proceeding in court that fell apart, uh, there's something pretty mysterious going on there. So I wouldn't want to speculate about why he's wanting to step away from the case at this time, but could be because he's uncomfortable with what happened. Could be simply what he said. Yeah. Uh, I want to dig a little further into the Hunter Biden case because uh, there are things that I've never seen in uh, all my 35 years of covering the federal court system. You've got a prosecutor who signs an agreement that says we're not honoring the agreement. Literally, he says that in there. Uh, you've got uh, immunity being inserted into a deferment agreement, not into the plea deal. Uh, and you get to the courtroom and the prosecutor and the legal def uh, defense lawyers have a different understanding of what they agree to. And it's only the judge that ends up uh, figuring this all out. Uh, what do you think went behind the scenes? I mean, you, you were a federal prosecutor. You were chief federal prosecutor for Arkansas. Your, your prosecutors didn't go into court with some ambiguity when a plea deal was struck, did they? Well, no, and we didn't make we didn't make deals that we weren't willing to admit to in open court. That's and I think that's point. what happened. I think they were being too cute by half. They had part of the part of their agreement in the recusal or the diversion agreement for the gun charge. They had part of their agreement in the plea agreement on the misdemeanor taxes. And when the judge asked qu hard questions about them, the U.S. attorney was simply not willing to stand up and admit to what he had apparently assured hunter's team yeah. and so of course that kind of creates a conflict of interest but we've cured that now because they've appointed a special counsel unfortunately it's the same guy that created the conflict <laughs> of interest so that's a problem too yeah that's a head scratch but before we let you go we've just got about a minute left i wanted to get an update from you on the keith ranieri case this is something we've had you on uh in the past to talk about as far as the federal government seemingly altering evidence can can you provide us with an update on that you bet. You know, the, the, uh, the issue has been brought before the judge that seven uh, have sworn that the evidence in the case that was introduced by the FBI uh, was tampered with. And the government has now responded, and it's a very half-hearted response, and they don't even address all the points made by the experts. So it's even more suspicious now than it was. Hopefully the judge will recognize that 
and and a convene a hearing and dig deeper. But uh, it's just another problem for Department of Justice. Folks, one more to go. We're going to go down to Georgia, one of my favorite states to go visit and to report in. Done a lot of good reporting over the years there. The state party chairman, Republican Party chairman, Josh McCoon, with a very robust defense of all of the people in Georgia who've been maligned, charged, arrested, investigated, interrogated in the January 6th case by Fonnie Willis. Josh McCoon is determined to raise enough money to defend all of them. He'll explain after these messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody. Let's talk about all things Georgia with the Georgia Republican Party Chairman, Josh McCoon. Welcome back to the show. Good to see you, sir. Thank you so much for having me. You know, yesterday when John and I had our show, it, of course, was the day after Monday night when this indictment was unsealed. And John uh, joked about how there are a lot of songs about Georgia. He said, Georgia on my mind. And I was thinking a different song. The devil went down to Georgia. Uh, But regardless of which music you choose, there Obviously, Monday night was the breaking news. And now we have this date for the trial to start on March 4th. Your thoughts, sir? Well, first of all, it's absolutely insane uh, to consider the fact that these these parties could be prepared uh, to try this case in March. Uh, in Georgia, in a civil case, in a car wreck case, you get six months to go through discovery. Fannie Willis has had eight months to look at the special grand jury report. She still hasn't turned that over to the defendants and she wants to give them even less time to do that. Uh, If you had any question about how absurd, ridiculous, and amateurish this whole process is, you don't need to look any further than that proposed scheduling order. Yeah, Mr. Chairman, it's it's really amazing to see what's going on. It's very blatant, the scheduling. Uh, they, they're trying to line up a trial every couple of months throughout 2024 against Trump when you look at all of the different dates that are being proposed. But in your own state right now, there seems to be a lot of friction. There's a lot of people who still support Donald Trump. I think we'll see that uh, next week when he comes for a rally there. And then you've got the top executives, the former lieutenant governor, the current governor, and the secretary of state who seem to be very sour on Donald Trump. How is that playing out inside the state party? Well, I can tell you that the Georgia Republican Party is united to stand behind our electors, uh, everyone that's been wrongly uh, tied up in this sham prosecution. Uh, You know, this is the United States of America. We don't settle political disagreements by prosecuting our political opponents. That's the sort of thing that happens in countries that don't have our strong, robust institutions. And this should be a red line, not just for Republicans, but Democrats and independents, because this will not stop. If this is allowed to move forward, it will not stop with Donald Trump. It will not stop with the other 18 people caught up in this. 
We will be living with this for the rest of our lives. This is not the country that we want to have. We want to have a country where political disputes are solved at the ballot box and if necessary in civil court when you lawfully contest an election as President Trump and Chairman Schaefer did in 2020. Right. And, and I think that you nailed something that's so important. It will not stop. I don't I don't even know if this is necessarily about Donald Trump, the man anymore. It is about what he represents as a as a threat to what a lot of people refer to as the uniparty. And you had your your former lieutenant governor making these comments. He said, um, U.S. Senators, conservative governors, slate legislatures, everybody that has a platform should speak up as a Republican and tell Donald Trump to get out of this race because it's not good for the party. I'm sorry. I don't think it's about Donald Trump. I think that if if Donald Trump were to back out, if Republicans were to move in a different direction without him, abandon him, abandon the America first platform, it wouldn't stop Democrats. They wouldn't just say, oh, well, never mind. We're going to go back to the way we used to be. And look, when we talk about these Georgia cases, uh, I was asked to be a presidential elector in 2020 and wound up declining for some other reasons. So watching what these people have gone through and knowing that I was extremely close to being in that same situation, we're not just talking about Donald Trump. We're talking about 16 Georgians, volunteers, grassroots leaders who were put through hell for the last two years, an 80-year-old grandmother in southeast Georgia that received a target letter that wondered if she was going to be hauled off to prison. These people were targeted for cancellation and financial ruin because the district attorney of Fulton County wants to play games with people's lives to improve her political career. It is disgusting to me that as a lawyer, she has placed her loyalty to her party and to her naked political ambition over her loyalty to this country. And we have to speak out about this. We cannot let it stand. That's why the Georgia Republican Party will continue to defend our electors. We will continue to support them by uh, defraying their legal expenses because we are not going to run away from this fight. This fight matters not just for today, but five, 10, 20 years from now. Um, Brian Kemp obviously is the governor. He's also a member of your party. Does he currently represent the sentiments of your party with the statements he's made? And is there anything you wish he would do to try to put a stop to what's going on in Atlanta right now? Well, I know the governor and some of our other current elected officials were called before the special purpose grand jury. I'm not sure what advice they may be receiving on making public statements at this time. I will say that the governor has repeatedly made it clear he's going to support the Republican nominee for president. And so am I. Uh, I haven't declared a, a candidate I'm supporting because I'm chairman of the Georgia Republican Party. Right. But when we get a nominee, I believe every Republican is going to be united. Uh, behind that person because we have to evict Joe Biden from the White House. We have to put the adults back in charge of this country. We've got to put this genie back in the bottle. We've got to end the criminalization, excuse me, the weaponization of the criminal justice system. Uh, the stakes are just too high, and I think the governor understands that. Yeah. Sir, I imagine you have already thought about this and explored this route, but in my opinion, it's like, why, you know, start now, fight fire with fire. It's my understanding that in a number of states, releasing grand jury proceedings is a felony. Is it in Georgia? There are definitely uh, very severe restrictions around the release of grand jury material. Um, I can tell you we're looking at lots of different options uh, as a party. Everything's on the table. Uh, obviously, our priority right now is getting the truth out 
about what's going on with our presidential electors and their perfectly legal casting of contingent electoral votes. It's why we launched electortruth.com. It's why we're actively raising money to make sure that we can continue to support financially their legal defense. Uh, that's my first priority right now, is making sure that's taken care of, while also preparing to fight the 2024 campaign. But everything else is certainly on the table. Josh, one uh, wrap-up question before we go to break. Uh, it is uh, clear that the Democrats have mastered an early voting system. Republicans seem a little bit behind. I think Georgia saw a lot of success in 2022. What is your party going to do to build on the successes of 2022? Do you think you can get a mass early vote in to match the mass day of vote that you've achieved the last few elections? Short answer is yes. We'll be rolling out very robust training in the next couple of weeks both in person and with a totally revamped party website. We're gonna give our people the tools they need to rally this grassroots army to get our vote out early so that we don't have to score all our points on election day. We wanna make sure that we've got a focus on early in-person and absentee voting. That sounds great. Mr. Chairman, before we go for, for the grandma in South Georgia and these other Georgians who are being targeted, how can our viewers support them? The best thing you can do is go to electortruth.com. There's an opportunity to financially support uh, the defense of the electors. We've spent well over half a million dollars since the sham prosecution began two years ago. We know that with the three folks that are still caught up in this, there are more bills that are gonna have to be paid. And I'm gonna work every day to make sure that these people are not destroyed and financially ruined because Fannie Willis wants to be elected to some higher office. We are not going to allow that to happen. All right, folks, what a great show. A big thank you to Andy Biggs, Congressman from Arizona, Scott Rasmussen, Bud Cummins, Tim Parlatori, and, of course, Josh McCoon. Five compelling interviews on this kind of lazy August Sunday. I'm so glad you spent some time with me. What an honor. I know when you take time from your day, it takes it away from something else. I'm honored and humbled that sometimes you spend that time with me. I hope we make it worth your while. Hey, one more thing to think about. Birch Gold Group, they're always doing amazing things. Gold is hot because the economy is not. And if you want to hedge your bets against a unstable stock market and a weak dollar, Birch Gold Group is the way to go. You can use the promo code at birchgold.com. Promo code JUSTNEWS, you'll get an incredible first offer beginning with an info book that you should use every day. Go check my good friends out at Birch Gold. They've been supporting Just the News. John Solomon reports the TV show for three years. We are so grateful. Let them know you're thankful by signing up today. Go get the brochure. No obligation. You're going to learn a lot. Figure out how to use gold and incorporate it into your retirement strategy. I didn't even know you could do that until my good friends at Birch Gold taught me how. They can teach you too. Go check them out today. Birchgold.com. Use the promo code just news. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. God bless you. Good night. We'll be back Monday with regular programming. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? 
Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion. Hunter Biden and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.